Hi, this is Michelle Nyong'o. Thank you for listening to my podcast. The intention of the podcast is to tell a story, start a conversation on grief and loss, and later on in the series to host interviews with counsellors, professionals, and others who have experienced grief and loss. Please take note that some of what you may hear might be difficult to listen to and may be triggering for those who've experienced grief, loss, or time in a hospital setting. Episode 13, A NICU Christmas. Christmas means something different to everyone. Often it's filled with food, family, friends, and memories. For as long as I can remember, I've done the same thing every year, even transitioning my favorite childhood Christmas traditions into adulthood. Christmas of 2011 would be a stark contrast to anything I'd ever experienced. Christmas isn't meant to be spent in a hospital. Families aren't meant to celebrate apart. Yet we, along with dozens of other families around us, did just that. I could bemoan the unfairness of the situation our family was in. I won't. Complaining would minimize the efforts of all those around us to make the season merry and bright. Instead, I'll begin by sharing a quote by Frank Dempster Sherman. It's an eloquent summary of the feelings I held for the tribe of strangers, friends, family, and hospital staff who went above and beyond to give us a NICU Christmas we'd never forget. It is my joy in life to find, at every turning of the road, the strong arm of a comrade kind to help me onward with my load. And since I have no gold to give, and love alone must make amends, my only prayer is while I live, God make me worthy of my friends. From Stride Wellness, this is Michelle Nyong'o, and you're listening to Weary and Burdened. On December 17th, family started to arrive. My heart could barely handle all the love and support. On December 18th, we attended Van Dusen Gardens. When we entered the gardens, the kids gasped in unison. Total amazement. For kids to be that excited about lights, it's gotta be good. The music, the sights, and the festive atmosphere led the kids to exclaim it was the best day in Vancouver to date. In the gardens, there was a beautiful spot for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It was a cave filled with candles. After making a donation, the kids were given candles to hold, encouraged to make a wish, and then blow them out. I don't know what they wished for, but I wished to be in that exact same spot the following year with David in tow. That would be the perfect Christmas. When I got to the hospital on December 19th, I knew something was wrong. The entire family lounge was packed. I saw a familiar face, and when she saw me, she burst into tears. She wept. We lost him. Heartbreak. A hug was all I could offer. Another NICU angel. The 16th one in two months. As I attempted to leave, the entire family of the NICU's newest angel was leaving. The poor mother 
walked to the door propped up by her husband. There's a distinct and utter brokenness that comes following the death of a child. The grief in her face was gut-wrenching. A grieving aunt lunged forward to hug me, sobbing. All I could say was, I'm sorry. I was sorry. Sorry their dream didn't come true. Sorry their miracle wasn't fulfilled as expected. Sorry that after four months, he, their firstborn, would never see the nursery his parents had made for him. I wished I could have said something more meaningful. Rest in peace, baby K. I'd like to note that many miracles happen in the NICU, but one to two babies passed away every week while we were there. Some I met, some I didn't. Some were there for months and others for only hours. But everyone was mourned the same. It was extremely sad and an unfortunate reality of where we found ourselves. The painful evening of the 19th turned into a joyous night as Reuben had his first cuddle with our little man. It was both beautiful and heartwarming to see a father and son have their first bonding time together. It made the long days less tiring and the rough days worthwhile. It was harder to say goodbye to David following the death of one of his neighbors. I gulped back tears and said the same thing I said to him every time we left his side. Good night, sweet David. Mommy love you. God love you, little baby. On the 20th, I went to the hospital ahead of the rest of the gang. Being a 10-minute walk away from David was one of the things I loved most about Easter Seal housing, or Mr. Seals, as Josh called it. When I arrived, the nurse was buzzing around because David was going to be extubated. Wow. It was earlier than expected. The nurse was busy giving him his last dose of antibiotics, discontinuing his morphine and adding some caffeine to prevent apnea. The thought of his extubation made me a tad nervous. I wanted him to do well. One of the nurses said, just think of it like any time off the ventilator is good even if he's only off for a few hours. If he has to go back on, he has to go back on. I was thankful for her positive outlook. I peeked into his incubator and said to David, This is a big day for you, buddy. One of the dads down the row said, It's a big day for the entire hospital seeing David come off that tube. Everyone was rooting for our little man. I missed the extubation because of my own doctor's appointment, but Reuben got pictures. David did great and looked so cute with his CPAP hat and little mask. Christmas. I had no idea what to expect from the Christmas season. All my plans had gone entirely out the window. I had not done any baking or bought many presents. Fortunately, we received shipments of cookies from Kamloops and some families were kind enough to buy gifts and send them to us total lifesavers. On Christmas Eve, we ordinarily have finger foods for dinner and I let the kids open one gift before bed. Our 2011 Christmas Eve was spent at the hospital's Red Cross dinner for all the families with children in the NICU or Children's Hospital. There were lots of people, good food, prizes, gifts, and entertainment, but it didn't feel quite right. Kind of sad, actually. I don't know why it felt sad, Maybe it was more unfamiliar than sad. Regardless, we powered through and made the best of an odd situation. The biggest blessing we received had to be the gift of lodging. 
The Easter seal room we stayed in was not conducive to a family of our size and was old and musty. The kids got sick every time they visited. One of the discharged NICU families went away for Christmas and offered their home to us for the holidays. It was decorated, festive, and had a Christmas tree. To this day, I remain grateful for their generosity toward us. Christmas morning in our family is quite different than in most homes. I have to set an alarm so the kids wake up before noon. They're sleepers and Christmas Day is no exception. The kids were excited to open their stockings and presents. Having friends, family, and strangers send gifts blessed us beyond description. It definitely made their Christmas. After opening presents, we went to a brunch with a few families from the NICU. The kids were able to play with other kids and the adults could chat. It was nice to see Reuben hanging out with other dads. I often worried about the men because they were all so quiet. There were countless times where I'd see a new baby come into the NICU followed by a weeping mother. That was rough on its own, but when I saw a dad crying, it knocked me for a loop. Never in my life had I seen so many men cry. Just think, how often do you see a man cry? There are many men in my life whom I'd never seen cry, but when they stepped into the NICU, among all the sick babies and the intensity of the environment, they turned into soft, weeping balls of mess. It was common for mothers to seek each other out, but the dads were more likely to keep to themselves, and as a result, seemed to struggle with the NICU a little more. Thankfully, Reuben connected with a few of the dads, and they could rely on each other for support. After our wonderful time at the brunch, we went to see David. To say seeing him in a hospital on Christmas Day was hard would be an understatement. Having him separated from our family on Christmas Day was devastating. If I learned nothing else from our Christmas in the NICU, it was that Christmas is truly about family. Holidays have become commercialized and the true meaning of everything gets washed away by spending money and comparing who got what and did what. When it came down to it, I learned those things held no significance to me. It was more about having my family together, our health, and a little baby who is proving miracles do happen. Written and narrated by me, Michelle Nyong'o. Music by The Wristband. All post-production work done by Waxwing Productions. Artwork done by Danielle McCray.